Welcome, everyone. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. We're here for another episode of Redefining Success. And today joining me is Melissa Brown, the Chief Operating Officer of Concierge Elite. And I imagine today is going to be something everyone is going to want to listen in on because Melissa will get to tell the story, but her role and her job is helping business owners with and businesses with remote staffing. And in a post COVID age and as much time as I know we've even had trying to get people to work and and find the right people. I know we need more Melissa's in our life. So Melissa, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. So Melissa, my first question is always the same. It's a Saturday afternoon. I've got the barbecue fired up. It's hard to believe it would be worth sitting outside with as cold as it is out right now, but uh, we're all sitting outside <laughs> um, enjoying ourselves maybe around the fire today. Yeah. Um, and I've invited all my friends over. My listeners are my friends. Would you please introduce yourself to my friends? Yes, absolutely. Well, you've already said my name, so that's that's a given. I'm <laughs> Melissa. And uh, what you may not know about me is I am a mom of seven children and one grandbaby. So my children range from the age of 23 down to four and then a grandbaby who is one. Mm. And they are, of course, my pride and joy. I do have a set of twins in there. Um, and yes, I know how that happens. But um, <laughs> all of those things are very true about me. Um, I absolutely love my kids. My first five are grown um, and are out of the house. The other two who are four and five um, came from my second marriage. And um, I have three that are in the military. So I'm a proud military mom. Uh, absolutely love that they are serving their country, absolutely. Uh, Marines, Air Force, and the uh, Navy. Oh. So all different branches. That's okay. <laughs> I support them all at this point. Yeah. So I absolutely love them. My passion is not only my business, but in my free time, I absolutely love throwing parties. So if you have me at your party, I've probably helped in some way. So uh, <laughs> to set it up or bring something. Right. And my parties are always over the top. Um, oh, well, I'm always glad over the that top. We, I don't do anything simple. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we invited you in because the decorations are top notch. So thank you for, <laughs> yes. thank you for that. Hey, Melissa, you talked about this a little bit, but let's start here. What what are you passionate about right now, especially in business? What are you passionate about? Uh, well, you know, I'm passionate about people. People are where it's at. I, you know, I, I started, I would say, in the people business since I could remember. Uh, I was grown up in a you know, culture of working hard. Mm. Uh, my parents and my grandparents were immigrants uh, from Germany and from uh, from Italy. And they were, one was a war bride. And so they knew the value of hard work. And so, especially my Italian grandfather who took, you know, no uh, crap from anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he worked hard and he taught you how to work hard to always close a sale, all of those things. And so really that culture of when growing up like that, my parents did everything that they could to succeed in life. Um, and I remember even as a child going, waking up super early in the morning, they would, they would bribe us with donuts and said, listen, if you come sleep in the car while we clean, they used to clean, have a, have a cleaning yep. company. We're going to clean you guys sleep in the car. And if you're good, we'll get you donuts. And if you help take out the trash, you'll even get, you know, more reward than that. So yeah. Really instilling in me the the hard work uh, and growing up, which I think a lot of this generation kind of lacks. Unfortunately, I'm trying to still instill that in my children even now. I think it's so so important. Mm -hmm. But 
kind of what excites me is, is, is the people aspect is the more we can impart into people, the more we can invest in our people, uh, the more return that we get. And mm. so learning that investment starts with myself as well. How much can I invest in me? How much of a better person and leader can I be? And then can I give that away? You know, you've made it when you can give it away. Yeah. And so learning that every day to, to fill myself up, to fill my cup, and then be able to overflow into the people who not only work with me, but work for me, I think is so important. Um, and so that excites me. Uh, my business that's growing um, in terms of remote staffing and finding people the right fit for their business. Um, and I'll just say right up front, I'm not a call center, uh, but really, and we're not a staffing agency. So that's very interesting about what mm. we do. But what we really do is find people for you when you can't and, mm. and relieve that stress, take that pressure off because there's, there's so much pressure in business right now. Yeah. There's so many things you need to worry about. You don't need to worry about this and you don't need to worry about the ex exorbitant cost that typically comes with staffing. That's not us. And that's not what my passion is. So I'm going to find you the right person because my passion is people. Mm. What is the biggest right now disconnect that you're seeing from the people who are wanting to hire versus the people who are wanting to work, right? So maybe people <laughs> don't want to work. That's one thing. But where's yeah. the biggest disconnect on that front? Well, I think the biggest one is, is that first, I think our biggest mindset to overcome as a business owner is realizing it can happen. You can hire remote um, mm -hmm. because we're thinking, no, I, I need people in the seats. Well, yes, that is very true. I work a lot in the medical industry, veterinary, optical, and dental specifically. But mm -hmm. yes, there are positions that you need to capitalize in within the practice. But there are so many ways that we can help answer the phones, scheduling appointments, getting those people in the door, marketing, taking care of the tasks like... Uh, you know, booking up uh, appointments, looking at your calendars, answering emails. Come on, how many times, how many hours a day do we spend looking at emails? Come on, we right. can do all of that remote, right? We can get people in your door remotely and then take the people who do want to work that you have and capitalize on those people, invest in those people, grow those people into other positions within the business that you can't, that you can't put a remote person in. So if I look at a veterinary office, dental office, whatever. Yes, there's those techs. They have to be there. They've got to be in to take in the patients, to, to do the exams, all of that. But the front desk person, they don't have to be. And COVID proved that. There are companies out there right now that I work with, that I have partners with, that are now putting the little kiosks in front, you know, with the, with the person who's remote. And they've got a friendly face right there and they're checking them in. And actually we're finding more and more people love it. People love it. Really? And so really the biggest thing we're overcoming is understanding that the business owner can take that burden off, that they can get a remote person to do the job. And that remote person is going to stay a lot longer than that person who's probably physically in the location because mm. their work-life balance, their happiness, all of that is there. So it's, it's really a great option. And we're proving that time and time again, less than 3% turnover in our business with our people. Right? Yeah. What, what led you into this business? How did you define that you were really, or how did you find out you were really good at this? A long road, <laughs> a long road. Tell me some of that story. So I'll tell you. So, you know, I, I started as a children's pastor. So okay. when I was young, um, 
and a weird road that led to that. But when I was 17 years old, I was given a business. I had mm. someone who approached me and said, listen, you've been working with me for a while. I want to give you this business. And mm. if, if anybody knows all over the country, they were called something different. But back then it was mailboxes, et cetera. It was wow. a franchise. They're now the UPS store. And so I started at 17 working in this business and the owner was a fisherman on a boat in Alaska. And he said, listen, you're ambitious. I want to give you this business. And I looked at him and I was like, well, well, okay, 17 years old. All right. And I bullied my way. I just, I took over and I had the title. So I was the boss and uh, nobody wanted to work for me. And I couldn't figure out why. And people were quitting left and right. And I was like, what's happening? You know, I run this business. Great. I mean, man, I got this thing in line. I'm making money, but man, I was burning relationships and bridges everywhere we went. Mm. So uh, finished my high school, was working full time through high school. And then, of course, I met the man of my dreams, of course, as, a, as we do. And back then, you know, we didn't get many choices as a, as a female. Do you want to have a family or do you want to run a business? Mm. You don't get to do both. Mm. So I was really faced with that choice. And so I chose to forget the business, to turn away from that. So one of uh, regret in my life in a different way, not my children, not my, not my regret, but taking that opportunity and losing it and not seeing that there was other options. But so I got married and I decided I'd start having children and then went into the ministry. So I was a children's pastor, which led me uh, 15 years as a children's wow. pastor. Um, and those were some defining moments in my life. I, I remember sitting down with my pastor and him telling me, you are not good enough. You are not cut out for this. Uh, people don't like you. <laughs> um, you will never make it in ministry. And absolutely being devastated because mm. my heart, my heart was to give. My heart was to serve people. My heart was the children that I was around and running these children's camps and doing all the things and imparting into their lives. And so to hear that, to hear that I was not good enough, that my heart was not being shown, Mm. uh, was a turning point in my life. And I had to figure out why, what was within me that was not coming out. And so there was a lot of soul searching. There was a lot of time on my knees. There was a lot of going, Mm. why, why me? And, and a lot of heartache and heartbreak. Mm. And through that, I didn't let it define me. Um, there's a lot of moments in my life that, that I could have let define me. Yeah. Um, I was raped when I was young. I was almost kidnapped um, at a bus stop. Um, I tried to commit suicide at one point in my life. Um, you know, this moment here with a pastor who you trust and entrust with your life to tell you you're not good enough, not speaking the word to me, just telling me that I wasn't good enough because God says we are good enough. Right. So that was the message that should have been taught. So all of these moments in our life that could define us, that we could take that and run with it and play, I'm a victim, really just built me into the person I am today to say, you know what, I'm going to learn how Mm -hmm. to not only feel myself, Mm. To, to be satisfied with who I am, mm-hmm. but enough that I can give that away and enough that I can pour into people. And that wasn't the last mistake I made. Uh, I was given uh, another franchise, believe it or not, um, about uh, 10 years ago where I ran a, um, a restaurant. Really? Um, people know uh, Applebee's yeah. is a big franchise. And so I was given a proprietorship in that. And so I spent the next 10 years figuring out who I was, figuring out who I was as a manager. Uh, and then 
you know, deciding again, that's not the industry for me. So this mm -hmm. came along um, where I really could create. Mm. So I was given the opportunity. I wasn't just given something. I was given the opportunity, except for the opportunity to say, make something out of nothing. Mm. Take your talents, take everything that you know and build something. Here's an idea, run with it. And I was mm. like, oh, okay. And that's where I found my true passion wow. is building a business, building something from nothing, taking an idea and blowing it up. Yeah. And really that's where all of this has led to is with Concierge Elite today is because it was an idea. It was an idea that somebody had that said, I need help. Mm. I need help in my veterinary business. We cannot get good people. And when we do, they need training. They need help. They don't know how to answer the phones. Can you help us? And I was like, yes, I can. I can take all the experience I have, all my knowledge of people and pouring into people and investing in people and I can make them great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, let me, you said one little nugget that I want to go pull out and camp out on a little bit if we can. You were talking about the importance of filling yourself. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've found, you know, there's a scripture that says that love, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. But what I find is in the world, the world today, we, we forget the second part. We're really, really good at the love your neighbor part, but we're not so good. You know, the success is how much did you serve and how much did you give? But I don't know right. that the world defines success as how much you loved yourself. So let's talk a little bit about that for us, if you could, because that sounds like something you really kind of dug into. Yeah, that's absolutely at the heart of it right there is, is that scripture that says, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, how can you love your neighbor if you don't truly know how to love yourself? And then ultimately, how do you love yourself if you don't know the true nature of God? Yeah. And we have to know that God's nature is, is love, right? That unconditional love. I mean, he talks about it so many times throughout scripture, you know, that, that the greatest commandment is love. Yeah. So when we know truly who our savior is, when yeah. we truly know the nature of God, we can then know to love ourselves because we sit in a self-doubt so so often. I mean, I am no different than any other like business. Five owner minutes out there. before this show started, by the exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where I am sitting there going, can I do this? Can I do this today? Can I make the sales that need to be happening? We're heading towards the end of the year. There's no greater doubt in business owners' minds right now. It's like, can I make it? Can yeah. I make this next couple months? Can I get the sale? I have a huge, you know, thing next week that I'm going to that I'm in a lot of pressure, you know. And so all that pressure comes down to is am I going to let my team down? Am I going to let myself down? And so I have to say no. I know who I am in God. I, I know that I'm more than a conqueror. I know that I'm putting my hand to the plow. I know that I'm planting seeds and there will soon be a harvest. Mm. And I have to stay, be steadfast on those promises. And that is not easy. I'm not saying it's easy thing. It's probably one of the hardest things we do because fear creeps in. Yeah. And I think when we also look at investing in people, if we don't have it checked right in our, in our hearts, then we won't invest in people because we're fearful that they'll take over that they'll be mm. better than us, mm. that they'll do it, that they'll do it better. And then, then well, where's my job, you know? <laughs> and so we can't be like that. We can't be like that. Then it, and it's a scary place to be in. It's a scary, yeah. that's why people fail. 98% of people fail because of fear, because they don't look within themselves and fix what's, what's broken there. Yeah. Insecurities. So how do you, I mean, I would imagine that a lot of the business owners you talk to are in a little bit of fear. What is, what's been kind of your greatest opportunity to get to speak into them when you're, when you're having those conversations? I think it's just what you said. It's just sharing our story and knowing that you're not alone. Every single person mm -hmm. faces that. 
We may not face it in the same way. You may not had the same experiences I did, but we've all, we've all got a story. Yeah. And recently somebody said, what's your story? And I was like, I don't know. Just, <laughs> just a gal just trying to make it in the world, you know, and I had to <laughs> dig deep because there is a story there. There is defining moments. And so knowing that we all have a story similar or not, but we're all struggling the same. Mm. This world is not going to get any better. And we have to understand that what we're going to do, how we're going to treat people, that's what needs to change. And so are we treating people with the love and respect that, that God treats us with? You know, do we know that? Do we know the promises? Can we stay steadfast on that? Um, you know, and then can our faith, faith uh, withstand the trials that we're going through? And if we do, you know, then, it, then it's going to be us that succeed when yeah. the going gets tough. Yeah. Hey, I want to, I may shift this a little bit, but I'm more, I would like for you to share with what, especially since you've got, I would say you've got an interesting pulse. You've got your fingers on what the business owners are wanting, but you've also got a fingers on what people who are wanting to work <laughs> want as well in a world of, um, you know, I talked to my kids, my kids are a little bit younger than yours, but my oldest is 21. And, you know, a lot of what I see is the, you know, this idea of, you know, businesses that are for profit only, as opposed to really thinking about the people. And I like to say, you know, okay, businesses that have an alignment of profit plus people really go a lot further than businesses that are profit over people. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems to me, and this is kind of what I'd love for you to dig into. It seems to me like there's a real desire in the world today to find more businesses that are profit plus people that are aligning that. Talk a little bit about what you're seeing and maybe what the people who are wanting to come to work are, are talking about in that vein, if you could. Right. So there's been a study that was released on remote workers. And then 74% of people are saying that were surveyed say, I would take a remote position or at least some sort of hybrid position over a just work in the business one uh, over something else. So people have got a lot of choices right now. So mm. if you're struggling, what I would say is, first of all, ask your people what they want. So, again, so many times we don't ask, mm. um, you know, we're like, well, why are you know, you're unhappy. So let me just throw a dollar at you. Mm. Or do, they're, they're not asking what's your currency? What would make you mm. happy? Why? Mm. Can, how can I get you to stay? So if you got people who are looking to leave, sit down with them and say, what would make you happy? Would it be that I could let you go home you know, you come in earlier at seven and you leave at three because you want to get home and get your kids off the bus. Or would you rather that you worked a four day work week? You know, some of these things I know you can't do, but just ask the question because I bet you you'll find an answer. Mm. I bet people will tell you in this generation, they want balance in their life. They want, whether it's their family or their fun, it doesn't matter. They want to have both. They want their cake and eat it too. It's just the generation that we're in. So you have you cannot offer the traditional packages you once did. So people want different things. Mm -hmm. uh, I was recently talking to somebody and said, you know, th they work in the the industry where they're making flour, and mm -hmm. so you know the the good old fashioned hand, you know, in the factory. They're yeah. like, we can't get people. I said, have you changed your packages? Have you looked at the new generation and the type of workers that are coming in and are, are you appealing to them? And they're like, well, we're offering this $10,000 bonus. And I said, but you're not attracting, that's not this generation. It's not necessarily about the money. Have you changed the hours? Have you looked at providing mm -hmm. a vacation package or, or whatever? So this generation is looking for something different than what we used to give out. So that's my first thing is, is look and ask. 
mm. uh, what they would offer. And if you're not offering some sort of hybrid or a remote work, I would definitely say mm. consider it because you're going to find most people are going to, you know, 80% of people then out of that 74% say that they would turn down a job if there was no flexibility involved. Really? 80%. So that's huge. That's the millennial generation right now. And so, and then 57% say that it increases their morale when they do get that flexibility. So mm. the number one thing is the flexibility really in the work remote, you know, and listen, COVID it ruined, it ruined some businesses. Sorry guys, <laughs> but it really did. It changed the way because all of these businesses said it couldn't be done. And mm -hmm. then what happened? We all had to go home Yeah. and all of a sudden it could be done. Mm. And so really looking at that and discovering how you can change um, what you currently have going on, invest in the people that are there, um, that, that you do need in the seats and find some options in the remote staffing area. So that's really what, um, your workers are going to want. And then my other really big thing is look outside, because if you're, if you're going to go remote, look outside your region. Mm. Um, and here, here's the thing we can help so many people and they can help us in our business and our business is here in the United States and they can build into our business and they, we can build into their lives. There are so many countries out there that the minimum wage is absolutely unimaginable. Mm -hmm. I was looking at one and it's 47 cents a day is the minimum wage. It's wow. $450 a month. A dentist makes $10,000 a year, a dentist. So there are so many places that we can find really good people with good hearts. And I have to say that I really source out the top 3% of talent. This is just what we're good at. And I find that that top 3% sometimes is not in the United States. And that's just because of work ethic and just different ways that they are raised and all of that. And you can invest in people. Our mm -hmm. business does that. Our business invests in the lives of the people we employ. So every month we provide housing for people. Every year we build houses in other countries because we want to invest in the lives and the neighborhoods of people that we do. We pay very, very well for the areas that our people are employed. We become an employer of choice because we're building up lives. The people who work with us in the United States too, same, same thing. We really invest in them, whether, you know, whether it's monetary or it's flexibility or it's schooling, whatever they're wanting to do yeah. to make themselves better. So those oh, are some ways. That's fascinating. I never, I'm glad you said that because I never even thought, I mean, you said think outside your region and I'm like, of course, think outside of this geographical United, the, the, the state that I live in or this community mm -hmm. that I live in, but I've never even, even I hadn't thought about the global perspective on that. That's a, yeah. thank you for bringing that up. That's yeah, a, absolutely. That is powerful. Melissa, is there anything that you wanted to talk about on today's show that I did not get a chance to ask you about, but you wanted to share? Well, you know, if you are looking, if you're struggling to find staff, if you, if you need some help, we are here to help you. We provide dedicated front desk team members for your business. We do it with very, very low overhead. Um, most often than not, we're beating your traditional price. Now we handle everything from the training to the payroll. Um, everything is included. All you do is get to reap the benefits of having that person. We do specialize in veterinary. We do specialize in optical, dental, and other uh, medical industries, mm -hmm. but that doesn't rule anybody else who's listening. <laughs> so we are going to offer a show discount. Um, oh, cool. So anybody who is listening does get their first month for free. 
Um, and so you can, I mean, hello. So no money back, no risk. Okay. Come in, listen to our people. We're totally upfront with, um, that top 3% that we're looking for very highly educated people who are working for us, but risk-free. Uh, so come and find out what we're all about, uh, see the team members that we have available for you and let us take the burden off because we know understaffed is the last thing that you need. (laughs) Absolutely. So what would, if somebody, I mean, and everybody who's, especially if you're in the veterinary dental or um, vision space, you guys need to get in touch with Melissa, but for a month free for crying out loud. I mean, that's crazy. Um, why wouldn't, what, there's no risk, like you said, no risk. but what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you to do that? Or if anybody else wants more information, I know you've also got your own podcast. So talk a little bit about that before you, we finish up here too. Yes, absolutely. So we talk about redefining uh, success uh, in business, how you can think outside the box. If you're looking for some different ways that you can structure your business, go look at understaffed um, mm-hmm. by Melissa Brown, which is the podcast. And then if you are looking at our solutions, go to conciergeelite.com. Okay. So conciergeelite.com, or you can email, um, which is fine and mention this, make sure you mention it. Okay. So it's, it's melissa.b like Brown at conciergeelite.com. You can email me directly. And I'm sure you'll provide those links there, but um, yes, me- make sure you mention this podcast so you can get your free month. Yep. Everything will be in the show notes. Uh, Melissa, it has been so good having you on thank and getting you. to tell your story. And thank you for just being authentic and real. And um, ah, yeah, it just, it's exciting to kind of see the things that you're doing um, in the area of employment. And I know there's more we could talk about, but we've run out of time today. Uh, but before we go, my favorite question always, in three generations, what do you hope your great-grandchildren remember about you? So going back to my story, I hope that people, my great-grandchildren, would know my heart, that I had a giving heart, that I was patient and kind, and that I invested in people. Mm. Mm. Well, and you're doing that today. Keep telling your story. Um, it's beautiful. Thank you Thanks. so much for being on the show. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you everyone for being with us. I hope you have a great week. We will be with you again next time. God bless you. Take care.